Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tava Tuesday. This is The Conduit with Lindsay Wark. I have Christine Kidder on today. She is a hand analyst. I actually had the pleasure of meeting her. Was that two weeks ago, maybe now? Just like last week. It was pretty recent. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> What is time? Literally, what is time? That's another show. <laughs> That's a whole other show for real. So pretty cool how I met Christine. I popped on the interweb and she had put out an ad in a goddess group that we're both part of on Facebook and had asked for somebody uh, to use somebody's hand to analyze. And it's funny because I never really go through posts or anything like that. So I found her post and instead of commenting on the post, I actually just, I don't know, I got the message to send her a direct message. And she ended up um, asking me to be on her radio show. So I went over to her house and she took out her forensic ink and had me, um, you know, make my handprints. And then she analyzed my handprint and I was, oh, are those my hands? Yeah, those are my hands. (laughs) And then I was on her radio show. So pretty cool how we met. Um, And then, you know, when I was in Christine's house, uh, like you could see, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the art behind her. She is an amazing artist and I felt really drawn to her art. Uh, So super excited that you agreed so quickly to be on my podcast. So welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate being here. (laughs) Excuse me. And like you said, um, you agreed pretty quickly to be on my show. So I figured, why not? We'll just let, well, let's reciprocate and uh, it'll be fun. So, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. So I know that I kind of explained this, but I will kind of explain it again. So this uh, Tatva Tuesday, Tatva is a Sanskrit word that means truth. And so I have created this podcast this year to, I've invited people on here from all walks of life and, you know, different um jobs, et cetera, to come on here and talk about their spiritual journey, as well as their conception of God, goddess source, whatever you call it. So that's pretty much where we start. And then of course we go into like, you know, the spiritual things that you do as well as your offerings. So that's where I'd like to start today is if, could you please talk about your spiritual journey? This is a light question, you know? (laughs) Well, it's funny. I, I did look at, excuse me, I did look at a couple of your um, other podcasts a little bit with some of the other people to get an idea. And I did see that that was your first question. And to be honest, it made me a little bit nervous. And But it's okay. And so I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, so for me, really, um, I think where it started for, me, started for me was not what I would have back then considered a spiritual place or a spiritual journey. It was more of what I thought of just a practical journey about looking back at clearly as a spiritual journey. So it was for me really all about finding my purpose, which of course is a spiritual thing. Um, But for me, it was about if I could only figure like I I had this, just knowing that I'm here to do something in particular, if I can figure out what that is, then I would know where to put my energy so I can be successful. Simple. I just need to figure out what I'm here for. That's what it was about. And so, um, and I also, I was just always on a kind of a personal growth, personal development path. I, I just, for whatever reason, just who I am. And I, I mean, I think probably when I was 18 when I first read um, 
the power of positive thinking. And I came across other books like that. So I, I, you know, I was just kind of on the on that kind of journey of trying to figure out how to be my best self. Who am I? And but the bigger question for me is what what am I here for? And <clears throat> a lot of my big things that that um, that were kind of important in my journey were various books. And um, one of one of the first ones for me was a book called "What Color Is Your Parachute." which was, again, I was about 18, 19 years old. And it was, I think there have been various versions of it. The gist of it was um, really in a nutshell, it's about purpose. I thought it's about purpose, but it's really about, you can, you don't have to uh, go, to, go to college for a certain thing and get that specific job and do the thing that everybody does. You, like you don't have to follow the, the path that is prescribed by society. You can, figure out who you are, what you love to do, what you're good at, whatever, all these different things, put them together. And then if there's not a job out there that fits that, you can create a job or career or whatever based on who you are. And I, I and that book was like this mind-blowing idea to me, like just figure out who I am and what I'm here for. And then I can make a career based on that. Like what a cool concept. So that was like the first thing that was in the back of my head. I was always trying to figure out, well, but how do you figure out, you know, what you're here for? That's- yeah. That book had like various exercises and all those things. It was a practical book. I, I think I probably got it from a high school counselor or you know, something like that. But so there was that idea. Um, I ended up going to school for uh, going to art school. And um, but I was very unsure it was the right thing because it was I had this thing like there's something specific I'm supposed to be doing. But what if that's not it? I'm putting my energy into the wrong place. But I mean, art was always, some, I was always doing art. So it was like, I knew there was something there, but then, and I ended up getting a degree in photography, which I I was, I could very easily said I was a good photographer. I loved it and everything, but I couldn't have said I'm an artist or a good artist. Cause then I had this fraud thing come up, which is very common I've learned. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's And that's just part of the artist's journey, which I've also learned. And I, I, I learned a lot through hand analysis. I mean. When I get to the hand analysis part, that's the thing that really just blew everything wide open. Yeah. All of these things led up to that. Um, but so after, so after, I, I did photography work for a little while, a couple of years, and I ended up, I'm not going to tell you my whole life story, but after I got married, I had a couple kids. I wasn't really working full time then, but I was still on this path of trying to figure out what am I going to do next once the kids are old enough to go to school and then I can start doing something like I knew art was part of it or creativity was part of it, but what's, you know, what, what's the bigger thing. And um, so I, you know, reading all kinds of books and trying to figure things out. And my next really um, important book was Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way, mm -hmm. which I recommend to most of my clients at this point. Um, that's it. And if anybody's listening and doesn't know about that book, it's, um, it's a book that, I don't know when she read it, but I mean, I mean, when she wrote it, but I discovered it in like 1990 or something like that. And um, so it's at least that old and there've been newer versions of it, but the gist of it is it's a, she calls it a 12 step creative recovery process. And um, she coming from the place of 12 step programs like AA, she, she used that model to, um, to, um, lead people through, guide them through a process of 
discovering, rediscovering their creative self. Because as I learned from that book, it helped me really understand that whole fraud syndrome and all this other stuff is like super common for artists. And that helped me to start understanding that and allowing myself to start learning to be okay with just all the crap that, you know, all of the fraud syndrome and all that stuff. So that was like a huge thing. I, I, and one of the main um, exercises in the book is called the art, it's called um, the morning pages. Mm -hmm. So it's three, you know, the book. No, I don't, but I'm like fascinated. I love books. I have piles oh. of books everywhere and I'm already like, I want to read these books. The popular oh. is my parachute and also the artist's way. It sounds great. Parachute one, that was just a stepping stone, but you definitely need this one, uh, the artist way. It's like, and even if you people don't want to, are, aren't trying to be an artist necessarily, it just helps you, got great exercises to like helping you to become, become who you are supposed to be. It's like, everybody's got crap. It's like, it's like, really, it's like, um, it's personal, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Therapy, like without a therapist, you know, you, you yeah. do yourself. And, oh, well, this is not. This is not the artist way, but this is like another book of hers. But the artist way looks very similar to this book. Um, this is one, the vein of gold, which is another story. But the artist way looks like this. Okay. Um, but one of the main exercises in it is called the morning pages, and it's first thing in the morning, three pages of longhand stream of consciousness writing. I love stream of consciousness writing. Yeah. So the idea is not supposed to be creative writing. It's a mind dump. It's get the crap out of your head. Um, and it's got to be not typed, but, you know, freehand, you know, freehand, whatever. And um, so there, there's that's that's the, that's the one exercise I've been doing, not every day, but pretty consistently for what I want to say 30. Yeah, my son's 30. So uh, 30 years. Um, and I don't the thing is, mostly what I write is garbage. It's not supposed <laughs> to be uh, I mean, every now and then I get this brilliant something I figured out, but it's more about you clear your head. So that the um, inspiration and other good stuff can come in, you know. And then there are other exercises, but still, it's just even doing that one is like was huge, a huge thing for me to figure out a lot of stuff. Yeah. So having that, that was like a huge thing for me to start learning how to like figure things out for myself. But anyway, so that that was like I was on my little bit of baby steps to the you know beginning of the my spiritual journey. But then the next thing that like totally blew everything out of the water was in two thousand nine. I saw this woman on some some Telus summit online. Um, somebody just said, "Listen to my friend Beth here, uh, you know, talk about life purpose." And she goes, "Your life purpose is in your hands, literally." And she starts talking about how your fingerprints are formed before you're born, and they never change, and they contain your life purpose. And I'll never forget her saying that, and me going, "What? Yeah, you know, I've only been looking for my life purpose my whole life. I need to know." Uh, and I, it was like insane. Like, I'll never forget that moment going, I've got to know what's in my fingerprints. Like, I, I need to know. And the next thing you know, I'm planning a trip to go to Vegas to go to her event so I could find out what my life purpose is for my fingerprints. And it's not like I had money to go to Vegas to do this thing. It, but I was like, I have to do this. Because, you know, back then the internet was a little bit newer and I was a little <laughs> more like, it occurred to me to go look up, is there a cheaper, easier way to find out this stuff? Right. You know, this woman said I had to go to her event to find out. Um, so I did. And so she sent me like the handprints that I made with you. She sent me ink sheets with instructions to make handprints and I mailed them to her. So, um, when I got to the event with like two or 300 people at this event, um, I just told, told them my name at the door and 
They gave me envelope with what she called my life, no, excuse me, my life purpose blueprint. And what I read there totally blew me away. It, so like, amazing. And what so what so what was written on that paper was my life purpose, my life lesson, my life school. I didn't know what those other things were. I didn't care. I just wanted my life purpose. And what I read there, I, I was like totally shocked because it didn't tell me something new. It told me exactly the path that I was on that I didn't trust. And I and the thing is, and I've since learned not everybody's life purpose from their fingerprints is as specific as mine was. <laughs> And I may not, I may not be here doing this, but like I, I guess I was supposed to be doing this particular work. I don't know, but um, to give you a more specific idea of what it said and where I was at at that point. Um, so at that point, I had discovered. Uh, so back when I was in college, I had a friend who was majoring in. Um, she was getting her master's degree in art therapy at the time when I was doing my photography degree, and I really liked the idea of art therapy, and yeah. I kind of thought about pursuing that and she discouraged it because she hated her job and worked at a hospital and she's like no no you don't want to do that but I always love the idea of art therapy um but you know and when I was in this place of going I was looking into maybe I should be an art teacher maybe I should be an art therapist maybe I should and I'm looking into all these different things to do and um I had started taking taking some classes um at an expressive arts therapy place oh there weren't even classes they were well they were, but it was really, I'd go in the evening for like two or three hours and paint on giant pieces of paper. Um, like it's still hard to explain what these classes were, but it was expressive arts therapy. It was an introduction to that. And they put on music and they would just go say, just paint, you know, whatever. And I loved it. It was just like the coolest thing ever. And I would do these huge paintings on paper. So they weren't like something you'd keep forever, but there, something was happening in that Stuff. Like I knew there was something there. I couldn't quite figure out what it was, but I felt like, like and it was related to art therapy, but expressive art therapy is something kind of specific. And so anyway, so I had had that experience and I was considering art therapy. Um, this was before I saw that woman tell, talking about your fingerprints and all this. And yeah. Maybe that, or maybe art teacher. And then I came across the idea of, of life coaching, which was kind of new back then. And I was like, you know what? I could really see myself doing that. And then I was like, you know what, but specifically, I think I'm going to be a creativity coach because um, I need to help people overcome their creative blocks because that's what I've always been struggling with. And the artist way was one, like the one tool that really helped me start doing that, breaking mm -hmm. through my blocks. And um, and then this expressive art therapy was like another thing that I didn't know how to like verbalize, but I knew it was doing it also. Um, so I thought I made up this concept of um, being a creativity coach. Um, but that was what was in my head. It turns out it was a real thing, but like I also made it up. And <laughs> um, so, but this is what was in my head when I went to this event is I'm going to look into, I'm thinking I'm going to be a creativity coach. I don't know what that is, but I'm going to figure it out. So I go to this event and my life purpose, according to my fingerprints from somebody who doesn't know me has never met me. It says my life purpose was mentor to artists. And I read this and I was like, wait, what? I'm like, how is that even possible? I'm like, I'm looking, I'm thinking I'm going to be a creativity coach and saying that's my purpose. Like, and everything like up until that point, I, yeah, since I, once I learned more about what that life purpose means, everything kind of fits into it. But I was totally blown away. I'm like, how is that even possible? Like, and I literally turned around and I said, who is like looking in my head? I, like, this, yeah. This is so I 
was pretty blown away and and I still hadn't had a like a real one-on-one hand reading yet but this was a big event with a lot of people and this woman just kind of talked about in general what your life purpose is what a life lesson is what the life schools are and so I didn't even have like a one-on-one reading all I knew was those three pieces and only a little bit of what it meant but I was like well I guess I need to do the creativity coaching thing and I need to find out more about this hand stuff because this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up leaving that event um, and bought, I, I bought every book I could find in the next year on palmistry, looking for <laughs> how to do this. Yeah. And none of it had the fingerprint stuff where your life purpose is. And um, it, it was really frustrating, uh, but, but it was very interesting how the universe, the universe starts to like, when you're on the right path, things just happen, you know, things. Unfold. Yeah. <laughs> so for example, uh, well, actually, so when I left that event, turns out the guy who's now my husband was not at the time he paid for us to go to that event. He didn't go to the event. He worked in the room for three days while I went to the event, but we left that event and then went to something that his company was doing in New Mexico at the time. So it was a convenient timing thing. So we, we drove to New Mexico and um, I decided on the way there, I was so like um, excited about this um, hand thing, this life purpose thing. I said, I'm going to go find some funky little bookstore in Santa Fe and I'm going to find a book about this stuff, how to do it. And this was, I'm pretty sure we didn't have Google Maps or like I wasn't using the internet like it is, like I wasn't looking up a bookstore. I just said, I'm going to drive around and find a bookstore. So yeah. we went went and played with his people who were golfing or whatever they were doing. And I'm like, I'm going to find, and I drove around and I found this perfect little metaphysical bookstore. And I bought the three palmistry books they had there. I was excited and there was nothing there about this stuff. But anyway, the the whole like next year, every time I found a palmistry book, I was, I'd buy it. And like some of it was interesting. Some of it didn't, um, was, that was inconsistent with the other book, but none of it had this fingerprint stuff. Fortunately, at the event, um, the woman sold tickets to the same event the next year for like $97. Um, so I bought them. I'm like, yeah, this was fine. This was interesting. I'll come back. The next year I came back. Oh, oh but wait. So when I got home from the event, in my mailbox was an, uh, an invitation to join an expressive arts therapy year-long training program that was starting the next month. So that was clearly my next step. So then I did this year long expressive arts therapy training, which was like a totally like one of the best years of my life. Like it, I, I, as far as like it, it wasn't supposed to be therapy personally, but you have to experience it in order to work with other people with this stuff. And mm-hmm. it was a year that I really needed a lot of healing. Like my mother died that year and there was like a lot of stuff. And so it was a great time to do that work. You know, so you, again, you have to experience it. So it was very therapeutic for me. And um, yeah. So, so that was a year thing. And like at the end of that, I went back to this event and that was where she offered um, the, 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 the training to learn to read fingerprints. And I was like, all right, I'm in that. This is like, I, I was like so obsessed with like, I bought everything I could find. And it's funny, I get, like I'm saying, I mean, I don't remember when the internet really became like a thing you just use automatically. Like anytime that I have a question now, I go to Google. Yeah. Without even- maybe I could have back then, but like, it wasn't, it was newer that like, like I wasn't searching on Google for like how to f- find this information then. 
uh, it was like just this woman had I, in my now looking back it's funny but it's like in my mind she was the only one who had these answers and uh, but also I mean I learned a lot from her and you know she was my first teacher and it was whatever it's how it was supposed to happen I guess and um, I ended up doing this training with her and that was in 2010 but anyway so that so for me like I said this was the beginning of a um, what I thought was like practical thing like what am I supposed to be doing but mm-hmm. it turns out this like so hand analysis is it's it, well it's scientific okay this is I, I should I kind of I know you started with one question and it's related to all these other things <laughs> I know so so the thing is so what, what I do is it's scientific hand analysis it's not it's different from palmistry in that it's not fortune telling it's totally non-predictive hand reading and it focuses on life purpose and it focuses on your well your life purpose and life lesson that's in your fingerprints along with other palmistry stuff from your hands um and so it's scientific and i like that aspect of it but there's also an art to it there's an art to learning you know what right things to talk about and how to do it and then of course it's also a spirituality thing because like why is your how and why do your fingerprints tell you your life purpose that i don't know that's the spiritual part and so I have been studying this stuff since 2010. I mean, I'm, a, I'm an advanced hand analyst now, and uh, there's I'm still learning. Um, but it's like that's the spiritual part of it is that like what we're here to we're what we're here to learn and do and be is written into our hands literally. And um, I mean, I've read a lot of other books and learned a lot of other things from other places. Um, but to me, everything comes back to like it always connects to what's in your hands, you know, and uh, so that's my answer to how my spiritual journey <laughs> got started <laughs> anyway. Well, there's so much that you said that I wanted to kind of comment on. So I feel like the theme right now, we're talking about life purpose. Um, and I love that, you know, you talked about the very beginning of your of your spiritual journey, your, your seeking of your life purpose. And you mentioned that you know, there's this prescribed, you know, societal norm that you go to college, you know what you want to do, you pick your degree. And I think that's total bullshit. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. And also that book, What Color Is My Parachute? Those ideas, because I think just being in this realm of healing that I'm in as well, it's when people come to me and they're like, I, I want to know what my life purpose is. And that's why I want a reading or why I want a session. It's to me, it's the, what brings you joy. You know what I mean? Like finding that joy and then listening to the, your intuition, like you did, your story was like so beautifully told and, and everything wove together. It's like, and then this happened because I listened to this or I went there because, you know, I was supposed to do that. Like, I don't know, just like even the day that I went on the internet, interweb, and I saw your post and something said, yeah, do that, do that. Because as you know, like when we met, I lost my full-time job almost a month ago now. And I was like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like I've been doing the healing work since, you know, 10 years now. um, And I've never taken the plunge to go full-time. And it's like, you read my hands and it's in my hands. Like, you know, I mean, I don't want to butcher this, but I know you said that innovator, healer, and shaman and the shaman mark is rare. So I'm like, okay, it's like, do I need, it it just was another sense of confirmation for me. And it was really fascinating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's the thing about that. And that's the thing about why I think the hand stuff is so powerful is that it's not going to tell you something you don't know. It, it's a confirmation of what's already there that you may not trust. Mm-hmm. You know, um, maybe it gives you a different language for it or a certain kind of perspective. But if I'm reading your hands, I'm not going to tell you something you don't know. Or, yeah. Unless you're, unless you're in denial. Okay. <laughs> and, right. You know, like people are in denial of things. And so, yeah, um, it's a confirmation, which is like, can really be life-changing. You know, the, the, to, like for me, the confirmation of my purpose changed everything for me uh, yeah. in a lot of ways. And like one thing led to another. And But but see, the other thing is, so life purpose is what got me, in, in you know, like in, why I was interested, what got me, uh, got my attention. Um, and it turns out that, um, that's not always the most, I mean, it is kind of the most important thing, but sometimes the other piece of the life purpose thing is your life lesson. And that's the part I didn't know, even know there was a life lesson, but it's like, it's the other side of the coin when you, like a lot of times we're not really inhabiting our life purpose or we're living our life purpose inverse. A lot of times it's, um, it's cause your life lesson is kind of getting more of your attention and when I started understanding my life lesson, like everything is like, you look back in your life and everything makes so much sense, you know? Um, yeah. So it's just, it's fascinating how um, it's just, it's just, yeah, it, it, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, one thing leads to another. Um, and and the, so look, what, what I'm trying to say is it's like the trusting part isn't easy. Right. But the, but the in, but when you get this knowledge, this information, it helps. And in fact, like trust is part of my life lesson. Um, so I didn't trust this whole, um, you know, the direction I was going. I was moving slowly, but resisting. Um, and then when I understood that part of it, I was like, well, OK. And, and also the other thing is, so by the way, Apollo, let's see, I don't know about your hand. Apollo is... Oh yeah, I had a lot of the Apollo in my hand. Yeah, you had a lot of Apollo markers. Yeah, but I was thinking it is part of your your life purpose. But you have a lot of parts of it. But anyway, uh, Apollo is the ring finger, and that's that is the most common life purpose, either alone or in combination with other fingers. And so Apollo is about creativity, creative expression, or or what we call the spotlight. (laughs) So, um, and so what I learned, and just you know, the more I learn about hands, the more everything makes sense in my life and other people that I know. And so, but the, but part of the Apollo purpose or life lesson or any other Apollo markings um, is that whole fraud um, thing, like feeling like a fraud. Feeling yeah. Like, like not good enough. Like I'm not, I'm not supposed to be doing this or I'm not good enough to do that. And I know that's part of my life lesson is the Mr. Not good enough thing that, you know, coming into my power and that sort of thing. So yeah, I can, I can identify. And I've had other people tell me that they feel that too, that fraud, that imposter syndrome. Like I'm not, I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. Yes. And that's, I mean, a lot of people feel that in general anyway, especially when you're trying to do something um, public, you know, something, especially anybody trying to do any kind of business where you have to be in front of people to sell what you're doing. It's, it's hard to do. And it's um, people who are really good at what they do. They, you have this imposter syndrome thing. That's very common, but especially like 
with, if you've got a pile of markings in your hands and that's part of your purpose, that's like part of the package. And understanding that help can really help you to move through it because in order to really feel on purpose or like what you call it as just like feeling joy or, you know, um, like when you're on purpose, your life just, you know, there's a soul level satisfaction, um, but it takes work. You know, it takes dealing with the, the fraud syndrome, the, the imposter syndrome and finding a way to do it anyway. And not, and not everybody does. Like it's easier to hide out and never do it. And the thing is, I don't really, I, I can't claim to know about um, past lives, how many lives you, you know, what, what happens if you don't do it this life. But, but I would right. be surprised if you don't do it this life, you're going to come back and have the same stuff to try to do next time. Yeah. You know? I love you the fact too that you mentioned that, you know, the handprints or the fingerprints are the thing that are with you throughout your whole life that don't change. And I know you were like, it's science and then, but it's also spiritual. Cause to me, I think of, I don't know, have you ever seen that Disney movie soul? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So friends that are listening or watching, if you haven't seen soul, highly recommend it. But the concept is that you know, there's all these souls and they kind of like have their little contracts and sign up and then go to earth. You know what I mean? And I, Ooh, I just got chills. And I feel like the fingerprints are like our soul prints, like our soul blue, like our blueprint, like, okay, well, this is what you're going to do. Bye. Like, you know what I mean? That's what I thought of. Like when you first explained it, I don't think I even said this on your radio show, which I definitely want to throw that out there at some point, the name of the radio show and all this. And, uh, but that's what I thought of. It's like, oh, okay. Beep. Cause it's not even, it's not even about this meat sack, right? I call the body, the meat sack. It's about your soul. But I love the fact that on the meat sack, those don't change. I love that. Well, that's so interesting. Like, so I, I should mention that. Oh, here we go. So, um, the system that I of hand reading that I do, um, I will credit the, the man whose system this is. Is his name is Richard Unger, and um, interesting that you call it that. So this is his first book, um, and he calls it Life Prints. So oh you call wow! It <laughs> so same same idea, right? Yeah. And, and but yeah, and so his his concept is that fingerprints are a soul wave so like if you start looking at fingerprints you'll see you'll see that they're like they're like other things in nature like sand dunes um tree um rings and yeah. things like that hold on spam my friend spam is calling me let me ignore that okay <laughs> uh so so yeah and it's like um so if you look at like uh, like waves or or a beach where the water comes in and goes out and leaves the ripples um there it's like it's electrical if you think of your fingerprints as an electrical wave that's like frozen in time that that's um now they say your fingerprints come into the body between 14 and 18 weeks um and then there are i don't know the names but I've, i know there's like a couple of spiritual um teachers who have i'm not sure how you prove it i don't know but have said that's the time when the soul comes into the body also same time when the yeah. formed and uh wow that's really in yeah maybe they're like okay i'll jump in this one <laughs> right and there's a few different ways you can look at it. you can go and and like you can go well this is yeah the body that you've um been given with these prints this this is your life 
lesson purpose and you know go there or i i feel like the more empowering way to look at it is you on the bigger you chose these fingerprints yeah you chose that family to come into where you're going to learn yes. that lesson like yes. so if your family was if your lesson is about learning to express your feelings maybe you went, went into a family that said we don't express feelings here absolutely i see this all the time you know and so you chose the right family to come into to learn the right lessons yeah you know Totally. I believe that a thousand percent. I think that we have soul contracts with people. I think, uh, yeah, absolutely. I believe all of that. So I, I mean, yeah, I thought the hand analysis that you did, uh, was really cool. I want to really, I want to listen to the radio show again, our episode, cause I want to write down the things about my hands. So, uh, tell, tell us about that. Like the, the radio show that you do and the link and, and then- <laughs> Yeah, when you have the link, you'll send that over to me. <laughs> I will. I actually, I, I wrote to um, the woman who runs the show today to ask her when. Usually they get the uh, replays up pretty quickly, and I don't know what's going on. It's, it wasn't up yet, but since I emailed her, they'll probably do it quickly. But um, usually it's up like within a day or so. But um, I will definitely let you know when the replay is up. And uh, so the radio show is on, it's on News for the Soul Radio. And you'll find it at newsforthesoul.com. Um, and it, it plays on, it's only audio, not video, um, but it plays on like Spotify and like anywhere else you're going to, not not YouTube, but anywhere else you can listen to a, to a um, podcast, I guess. But it's, I mean, I don't know the difference between a podcast and radio, but this is radio. But anyway, <laughs> um, if you the best way to listen really is go to the newsforthesoul.com um, and um, she's had this radio show for 25 years and like every spiritual teacher you've ever heard of has been on this thing, big names and people you haven't heard of. And she's got a lot of really interesting people on this show, on these shows. And excuse me, it, she was running it like five days a week. And mm -hmm. then she wanted to, to, I don't know, six or seven, but she contacted, contacted me and asked me to do this, to read hands on the radio. And I thought that was kind of a crazy idea. But apparently it had been done before and she said it was the most popular show and so awesome were, yeah they were using hand, hand just photos of hands to do it and i wasn't comfortable doing that because because i really there's a lot more in the fingerprints that you know that that i'd rather see the fingerprints and i don't trust just hand pictures because if you look at hands like this the angle might change like the shape of your hand tells us information mm -hmm. and just the angle of the camera might give me a different idea of what's really there. So I like, I don't trust photos completely. And anyway, I decided um, after discussing it with her, how we could do it, I said, I'll do it if I can use handprints. And so anyway, I've been doing this thing for, I think um, maybe I started last February or something, but uh, I'm, I've committed to a year and a half and I'm, it's on the first and third Saturdays of the month from three o'clock to four o'clock Eastern time. Yeah. And so, you go to her website um you can just like um in the search bar you can put in hand analysis or my name and you can see any watch any see any of the or listen to any of the previous shows hopefully one with you will be up there very soon also yeah i definitely want to re-listen and then i'll i'll i'm gonna post it too so good, super good. fascinating but and so also so what i do is so i'll read somebody's hands i'll either do like i did you the whole time it's an hour-long show in the beginning, I was doing two people, um, and I might do two, but these days I'm doing one. But in any case, um, if anybody who 
who's listening to this wants their hands read on the on that show, um, you know, we'll give you a way to contact me and and that'll I'll read your hands at no charge on the radio. You know, I just need to get your handprints. And <laughs> if you're local to Myrtle Beach, I will meet with you like I did with Lindsay and we'll make your handprints. But if you live anywhere, I will mail you a handprint ticket. Okay, and we can do that. So I'll get you on the list for the show. Um, so yeah, so that's been fun. It, it was um, it was very nerve wracking when I first started doing it. Yeah, uh, that's part of the whole. Um, well, not the fraud thing, but it's also it's part of the Apollo thing. It's the um, the fear of um, uh, fear of speaking, fear of you know, um, well, you know, public speaking is the scariest thing for like everyone and um, me, myself included. But I have I have worked through some of that. I I, I had some major. Um, one or two big, big um, events where I um, had to stand in front of people and speak and I froze and uh, it was terrifying and uh, I, I, I lived and mm -hmm. uh, now I can talk to people. Uh, but every time I start a show, I get a little nervous and um, but once you get going, it's easier. Yeah. So it's gotten to the point where it's fun now. Um, I, don't, I don't like, like I've seen, I saw you doing a um, Facebook Live, <laughs> excuse me, Facebook Live and that's scarier to me where you're just talking to nobody. Yeah, I don't like it. It's really awkward, but I keep, you know, just listening to the call and I do what I am nudged to do. But that is very awkward because there's no, yeah, you're not talking to anybody. And unless someone is watching and commenting, you're not, you're not having it. You, you are kind of making up a conversation, you know, so yeah. it is really weird. Um, yeah. yeah, it's definitely okay. weird. <laughs> Two of them, and it was pretty hard to do, and I stopped doing them. But um, it's easier when you can have a conversation with somebody, and then you just forget that you know it's being recorded or whatever. It's just a conversation. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, just conversation. So it yeah. is. Yeah, I think it's like maybe a fear of being seen. I yeah. know that when I first started doing this, I I couldn't sleep. I don't. Did I talk about this on yours? Maybe oh. I did. I don't know. Um, I forget when I talked about this, then I feel like I talked about it recently though. When I first started the podcast, I like, couldn't sleep. Like I was like, I don't want to be on camera. I don't want to be pub like for public consumption. I still mm -hmm. have a lot of resistance to this, but I just keep getting guided by spirit to do what I need to do. And, and so then yeah, the more you follow your joy, I feel like your joy, what makes you happy is your life's purpose. And then that in doing that, like you mentioned before, oh, we went to this conference that I really didn't even have money for. And I thought, well, yes, you did, because spirit was going to provide for you because you're following your joy. And I feel like when you follow your joy and your passion, that's your purpose, then you're going to continually be abundant. So I step out of my comfort zone and do these Facebook lives. And I always told myself I would never do that. I would never be, I don't want to be public. I don't want to do any of that. If I help only one person, I'm good. Um, but I just keep listening to the nudge and um, I think it all kind of like ends up working out. So yeah, it is that fear of being seen. Like when I first started this, I was like, I could not sleep. I was so paranoid about who's going to watch it and what are they going to say and what are they going to think? And then you just have to say, and that goes in hand in hand, right? Ha, pun intended with my hand analysis of 
you know, the wisdom school and also the Apollo thing and the Mr. Miss, Mr. Not good enough. Like me being like, well, I can't do that. I'm not supposed to do that. And overcoming that and stepping into my power and like, yes, I can. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. So I thought the hand analysis was a perfect confirmation that came at the perfect time where I'm in this limbo stage of not in the matrix anymore. And also pursuing, you know, just following my Dharma, like my path of, of the healing work. So uh, I, anybody listening or watching, I, I recommend it. I think it was a really cool. And, and I love that it was science and not like all woo. Cause I love the woo, but yeah, well, it's a nice science. Well, and I'll tell you so what, what that, what, what, you know, how I'll tell you how it's science. Okay. So that, um, so what I, so scientific hand analysis is it's teachable, it's repeatable. Anybody can learn to do it, like learning a foreign language. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same marking on your hand is going to mean the same thing on anybody else's hands. And it's been tested for since um, I, on like I don't know how many like on 50, 60,000 hands, this has been this has been proven to work, uh, you know, so um, and so so like when Richard, started this um, system. He, he he became obsessed with hands back in college in, I don't know, I might get this wrong if he's, anybody who's listening, uh, who knows, might correct me. I want to say like 1968 or something like that and in upstate New York. And I heard, his, I don't know if this is true, couldn't afford the astrology book. So he bought the palmistry book and he started getting, um, he got interested, he got obsessed. He started looking at people's hands. He started. He created this database of information that um, that he could test out, and if it didn't work consistently, he got rid of that. And so, like the palmistry goes back to like ancient Greece, China, all these different places, and there's all these different ways of reading hands, and a lot of them they don't agree, and they don't all work. So he just kept the things that were that worked consistently and um, were non predictive because he didn't just didn't like that aspect of predictive stuff and uh so the science is that this stuff works it's tested um and anybody can learn it so you don't need to be psychic like i i've done psychic fairs where i'm the only one saying i'm not claiming to be psychic here but i usually have the longer lines than anybody yeah <laughs> um, but the thing is but i mean so it's not um no you don't need to be psychic to do it, but but learning to use your intuition to know what to talk about is Definitely. really useful because there's a lot of information in your hands. So yeah, there's your fingerprints, but there's the shape of your hands, the lines in your hands, and the, the lines in your hands gives us other information about your personality. And like, there's a lot of components to the hands that we put together that gives us a picture of who you're designed to be. Um, and so like by looking at your hands, I don't know how you're doing with anything without a conversation, you know? Yeah, definitely. And, and, and also nothing in your hands is good or bad. Everything's right. got a upside possibility and a downside possibility. It's like the so. yin yang behind you, like the light and the dark. And it's all, it's all part of it. Like the yin and the yang. Yeah. Right. And so that's why it's, again, it's, um, it's not like I'm never going to tell you how many children you're going to have or when you're going to die. Your life right. is not, how, you know, how long you're going to live. It's like nothing like that. So yeah. The, so the science part I like, um, like I was not, I'm not the most rural person ever, but like, it's clearly a spiritual um, thing. Cause you know, this is about what you're here to do. 
Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, what you're here to learn. Yeah. And, and so, so and, and I want to say, I want to back up and say, as far as you, yes, for, for you, like, I have to give you like so much credit for doing all these things, especially <laughs> well, because of the several things in your hands, but the, the biggest one is the School of Wisdom. <laughs> you're in the School of Wisdom, which is one of the more rare life schools, but the challenge for the School of Wisdom, for others who haven't heard this, is um, taking action. It's trusting <laughs> your and taking the action. And um, it's a lot easier ju to just not do anything. And, and and you're doing the scary things. And so, that you know, I give you a lot of credit. Yeah. It's uh, very cool. Yeah, it is. Uh, I've definitely been in that position where I don't want to do anything. Um, but I know you and I kind of briefly talked about human design. I'm a three five, which is the martyr heretic, which means I am the one on the planet that does the things that most people don't want to do, which goes hand in hand with the that space between those two lines that you you told me and said that I was different than most people I beat I go to my own drum you know what I mean and I feel like it's all relative it's all relative it all makes up like who we are and I thought that the hand analysis was just a nice confirmation scientific confirmation because people love Reiki and they love they love cards though I'll tell you why people love cards in the same way that they love your hand analysis is because it's a tangible thing it's something they can see you know what I mean? That's why I think people love card readings uh, because they can see the picture, they can touch the card. Um, so I think that's why, you know, you made a joke, like you'll go to the psychic fair and you have the longest line. Well, it's because humans, right? Like we're in this, we're a spiritual being having a human experience. Mm -hmm. Our spiritual selves know the things, but our human has the ego and has doubt. And so when you present an offering like a hand analysis where you are showing people tangible things because this is in your hand, people, right. they love that. They, that feel to me, it felt like, ah, I've been told, it doesn't matter, I guess, to me that I've been told by so many healers all over the world that I've met that I am a shaman and that I am this. I, I felt even better when you, I felt even better when when you told me it was in my hand I was like oh okay yeah after I've heard this yeah, well, that, so many times but by the way the other thing about the you know the the science part of it um so if you get a hand reading from another hand analyst and I don't mean somebody who does, who does palm reading I mean another hand analyst who does scientific hand analysis you're going to get told you're a shaman from that person too you're going to get the same information I mean you, yeah they may focus something on something a little more you know put more focus on one thing or something different than I did, mm -hmm. but you're going to get the same information, you know? So, yeah. And I think that's, I think that's so amazing. So I guess, uh, you know, I did have one more question and I, uh, also wanted to tell the listeners, viewers who, however people are consuming this, how they can reach you. But first I wanted to ask you, so, you know, this whole pursuit of the life purpose turned into your spiritual journey. So do you have a conception of, of God or higher power or like, or what is that to you? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, you know, um, I think I relate most to like one of the books that I think I got the, it's been a long time since I've read it, but, um, the one I related to the most was um, the Conversations with God books. Oh, yeah. Yeah, those are great. Yeah. Um, so that was like that. Um, 
And in case people haven't read them, they're great. They're little books. They're, they're great. Uh, there's a, they're a quick read. And the gist of it was, uh, so Neil Donald Walsh, um, he was in a bad place in his life. I think he might have been an alcoholic. I think it was divorce. I think, I, I don't remember all the details. I might be make, getting it wrong, but things were pretty shitty. And he started writing an angry letter to God, to God. Like, why me? Why? Whatever. What's the meaning of this? And, and just kind of venting. And then he's, as he's writing, he, he started getting answers. It reminds me a little bit of the, uh, like the morning pages. Yes. And, and he starts getting answers and he's writing and writing. And, and supposedly the books are the answers that, he, that came through him. And the thing about it is, even if you say, well, it's not God, it, he just made them up. It doesn't matter because the answers were good. And, and like he, he asked all the questions about like all the big questions, why this, why that, you know, the big world questions, you know, why is there poverty and why do people suffer? And, you know, all the big questions and he got answers. And um, the thing is, um, you know, certain kind of religious people might be offended by some of the ideas that God is just um, in, in all of us. You know, we are God. Yeah, yeah. You know, and that, that's what I, I pretty much believe is that, um, you know, you and I are God. We're all a part of it. Um, it's everywhere. Um, it's not some guy in a big chair up there, you know, controlling us with the, you know, like a puppet, pu puppeteer. I, you know, like I feel like, you know, from what I've learned from hands and working with people like this, I believe that we, on some level, uh, we, you know, as a soul, we choose to come down here. You learn certain things, you know, and, and you we have choice. But you know, it, there's like as far as like the destiny versus free will kind of thing. Oh it's yeah. Like people will ask that like, so your fingerprints, um, it's not a predestiny thing. It says, because you can do things how you want. You can do things the hard way. You can do things the easy way. Your fingerprints say, this is what you cho chose to come here to learn. Um, a lot of people are going to do, do it the hard way. Um, hopefully eventually, like this says, your life will be best um, enjoyed you know, best, you will feel most fulfilled if you follow, do these certain things, if you live as a leader or as a creative or as a communicator or, you know, whatever your purpose is. And if you learn, focus on your life lesson, which might be about learning to inhabit your power or, you know, whatever your life lessons are, like, if you do the work, your life will be better. Yeah. Um, and, and so I feel like, you, you know, as far as the, you know, I think, like I said, God is all of us. It's yeah. A game. It's a game. It's, you know, you can look at it as a game. We're down here playing the game. Yeah. Earth school. That's what I call it. And I think that, yeah, you're right. I think God is within all of us and we're all part of it. And we're all, we're all, uh, aspects of God. So I love that. That's interesting. Um, it's earth school. That's one of the, one of the places where there are a lot of the, for hand analysts, um, uh, one of the places where where um, there have been a lot of uh, um, classes with Richard Unger has been on a website called Earth School. <laughs> oh my God, this is crazy! Yeah. I'm like, wow, maybe I should learn hand analysis. So well, yeah, good. And by the way, yeah, let's have... talk about that, and then we'll, you know, because we're coming up on the hour. So um, yeah, tell us what you're going to be offering and how people can reach you. Okay. Um, excuse me. So, uh, so I mean, I, I always do, I'm, like I said earlier, I'll, you know, if you want your hands read for free on my radio show, well, um, I, 
I don't know if you have the like the website, whatever. My website is your creative. Okay. My email is Christine at your creative purpose.com. So you can email me, you can call me, whatever. Um, but you know, hand readings are free on the website. I I mean on the radio show. Um and I'll, I'll just say if you want your hands read in general, it's normally I charge two ninety seven for a hand reading. Uh, I'll do it. Do a shameless self promotion here. Uh, you know, through Christmas I'm doing a half price hand readings. Um, from now through Christmas, but and you know I'm always going to be doing those, but I am going to start focusing more starting in the new year on teaching hands, teaching the level one beginner hand hand reading, which is a three day intensive program. It's it's like 22 hours of material. Um, I don't have a date for it yet, but it's going to be, I, I'm thinking probably February, but I, you know, soon I will have the information for that, but it's, it's you know, it's very cool. That's, that was the, my first training was the three days learning how to read the fingerprints. You learn about how to, how to read your own and other people's life purpose, life lesson, and life school from their fingerprints. And that's the first thing you need to learn to, to know hands. And who should, who should learn this? Pretty much everybody, but really, um, if you're a healer, a coach, a any kind of a um, anybody who works in help with other people, helping them. If you're a parent, a teacher, it helps you to understand yourself and other people better. Mm -hmm. So, like, even if it's just to understand yourself and your family better, it's like it's worth it. But it's it can you can use hands as a modality on its own, like I do. Um, even though I bring in creativity as well, but that's, you know, really, I, I mostly do hands, um, but it also goes really well with any other healing modality. So um, I think almost everybody should learn hands. Yes. Um, excuse me. I was, <clears throat> sorry. I was going to say, if people want to kind of um, stay in touch and see like when I'm doing that stuff, if, if anybody's on Facebook, you can join my Facebook group, which is um, what is it called? It's called the art of living on purpose. Mm -hmm. So if you join me there, I'll keep you updated on when the classes are and that sort of thing. And I'll, I'll be doing like um, previews of those things in that group. I'll be doing some like free Facebook lives as much as I don't have to do them, but I'll, I'll do those and be teaching some little things to get you kind of intrigued over, you know, up until I start doing the, the bigger classes. Awesome. So, uh, that's what I'll be offering coming up. Yes. Well, thank you so much for uh, being here today. And uh, thank you for just going over everything that you do and your offerings. I've, I love the hand analysis. You got me thinking like, I want to learn that. So I'll definitely be on the lookout for that when you start talking about when you're going to teach it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, thank you so much. Uh, thank you to the listeners or viewers. This is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And I'll post uh, Christine's contact information as well. So I'm wishing everybody a blessed rest of your week. And thank you so much, Christine. Thank you. I appreciate being here. All right. Everyone take care. Take care. Bye. Bye.